Hey, one play at a time, huh? Play for each other, love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion, it's gonna be live. But we gonna make it even live. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. Baby, you need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. We got one goal, let's win. You shoot, I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. The bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Shout. throw your hands up and Shout. throw your head back and Shout. come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Shout. Buffalo's happening now. Hey, victory on one, victory on one. Let's go, Buffalo. The bills make me wanna shout. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Across the Bills. Uh, it's been a while. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> due to uh, life situations of myself and, of course, my co-host Steffi, uh, we've been we've been missed. We've been not doing a lot of shows, but we're back. Um, we got lots to talk about. Of course, the Buffalo Bills coming off of a another loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without some questionable uh, things happening, of course. But um, nonetheless, it's another loss. It's another close game loss where last year the Bills in 2020 were 5-1 and one in games decided by seven points or less. This year in 2021, uh, they are 0-5, which makes a big uh, change because if – you, if you get the stats from 2020 where they were five and one, and you give them kind of that in one scores games this year, they're sitting pretty at number one in the AFC by a handful of a few games. Um, right now, if you take that, if you take that zero and five record that they have in the close games this season, and you give them the wins, they're sitting at twelve and one. They'd be sitting at 12 and one instead of seven and six on the outside looking in, essentially. Um, unfortunately, Bills fans, it is December. It is next time that, that the graphic shows up on the screen. The Bills will be back in, in the hunt category. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. And um, like I said, there's been there's been multiple things yesterday. Yes, there were calls that did not go the Bills' ways. Uh, both both pass interference calls that should have been called against on Stefan Diggs were not called, and then Mike Williams essentially hugged uh, Levi Wallace into him, which led to the refs going, "Hey, we're going to throw a flag pass interference," and then that. Unfortunately, the next play after that allowed the Buccaneers to hit the hit the TD play for the win. Um, Leslie Frazier came out today and said that they essentially get, ran a play that broke the man coverage and somebody got free. And unfortunately, and and unfortunately, Tremaine Edmonds was a victim to that. He couldn't catch Broussard Perriman, and then people started going after Tremaine Edmonds. It wasn't Edmonds' fault that they lost. Uh, you got to look at the fact that over this 
a stretch of games that they've had all over the stretch of games where they've been very inconsistent. They've just had numbers, numerous problems. Last year, they had one of the best pass offensive pass passing offensive lines last year. They granted a lot of that might have been due to Josh's mobility and getting out of the pocket and everything, but they were very highly graded last year in the pat in pass blocking. And this year, not so much. Um it seems like the year that Daryl Williams and Deion Dawkins had last year as the offensive tackles, obviously not happening. Williams has regressed to the point where they're putting him inside as a guard and you have a rookie and Spencer Brown on at that right tackle position. And granted, yes, Spencer Brown is a monster of a man, but at the end of the day, he's still a, I think he was a sixth round draft, sixth or seventh round draft pick. So like when you put a sixth or seventh round draft pick rookie against key pass rushers like a Shaquille Barrett or or Josh Allen defense defensively like there's going to be problems you're gonna you're gonna see problems and the the huge thing with the Bills is it's a massive it's a massive thing of inconsistency. Last year, they were one of the best offensive teams. Granted, the defense the defense may not have been great. Um, the defense may not have been great, but the defense was good enough to keep keep points down when they needed to keep points down or make a big play when they needed to make a big play. That's not happening this year. At times, yes, it is, but at other times, they are not there. And unfortunately, the last two weeks um, against New England and, of course, against Tampa Bay, the loss of Tredavious White, like that has affected the, the play calling on the defensive side of the ball because now against – Against New England, you didn't have Tredavious White's very strong in the run game. And nothing against Dane Jackson, nothing against Levi Wallace. Um, because of not having Tredavious White in there, you have to you had Jordan Poirier, you had Micah Hyde playing up, and at times they were over pursuing. And they were over pursuing. And it happened against it happened against Tennessee, it happened against Indianapolis. And it happened against New England. the The run defense is there. It's just the over pursuing, the over, uh, and the be, not being patient and waiting. And then, of course, against against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you know what? I'm going to say this is that was the first game that I felt that I felt that okay, where's the pass rush? Like you, like. There's been there's been flashes of the fast rush all season, whether it was week one with AJ Epinesa or week two, week one or two, whether it's been the great play of Gregory Rousseau. There was no Tom Brady was Tom Brady could have sat back there yesterday and made a goddamn omelet for for how much time he had in the pocket. Like he could have just cooked himself a breakfast with how much time that man had. It was just like, 
okay, I understand Tampa Bay offense line is good, but come on, you get up any anytime that you've seen in the past that Brady has constant pressure, Brady is not Brady. And it's just the thing of it's inconsistent. And now a lot of people are call are trying to put the blame on the coaching staff. There's a disconnect between Brian Dable and Sean McDermott. There's a disconnect between McDermott and Leslie Flazier. What's going on with some of the coaching decisions? And I get it. It's the thing of, I've long stated that the Buffalo Bills in 2020 caught everybody off guard. Josh Allen over missed, miraculously like improved tenfold last year. And because you had stuff on digs on the offense, you had the, you had the emergence of a couple of, a couple of players and everything. It, it, it keyed in, it keyed in, it worked for what they were doing, unfortunately. And I'm sorry. And I will call Buffalo media on this because they're saying they're like, oh, it's not the coaching staff. And yes, it's the coaching staff because because I have long held. Yes, Brian Dable had a plan last year. It was executed. Unfortunately, this year, and it, and it showed you week one, the Bills were like, okay, we're going to do what we did last year. And Pittsburgh came out in full health and was like, no, the hell you're not. Okay, what are you going to do? And then... And then the and then the Bills feasted on the likes of Davis Mills and and Mike White and these and these weaker team quarterbacks. And then they got bullied with the physical teams, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Patriots. Like they, it's the thing of okay, there is eighteen, I think eight eighteen game eighteen game films last year that people are see what you're doing on offense, see what you're doing on defense. Everybody's everybody's made adjustments. They've made, they've gotten better players, whatever may be the case. And they've looked at it and they have like, listen, the bills are a, a, an agility an agility type finesse type offense and defense. If you bully them, they will break. And that's what's happened many times over this season. They get bullied and they break. They don't have the pressure. And yes, the second I, I think I turned, I turned the game off at going into halftime. Like, I think like halfway through the second quarter, it was like, when I saw it was 24 to three, I was like, you know what? I was like, it's fine. I expected this Tampa Bay game to be something like this, maybe not this bad, but, and then, and then they're like, Oh, it's tied. It's, it's tied. And I'm like, and I'll, and I switch on Twitter and I'm like, huh. Okay. Josh Allen was like, yo, F this (laughs) was like straight up went like Thanos just was like what the infinity call. He's like, fine, I'll just do it myself. And And he was playing on a bum leg. Yeah. Like like, not to mention. Yeah. They, I saw the pictures of like the post game of him walking in with the, with the walking boot. And I'm like, Oh no, what did you do? But it's the thing of you have, this is the NFL. 
the NFL saw what the the NFL coaches and everything saw what the Buffalo Bills did. They designed a way to counter that. And unfortunately, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable, a coaching staff, has not found a way to counter that. Yes, they made it, they've made adjustments. They make adjustments later in the game that will that led to certain things happening, but it's the thing of you constantly need to adjust. And like I say last night on Twitter, you know what? Nothing against Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is not a middle linebacker in the National Football League. I'm sorry, he's not. Put him to the outside. Put, put him on the outside. And and somebody actually, and when I made the statement on Twitter, some, oh. uh, somebody actually responded to it today that he was he was primarily an outside linebacker in college, and that's what led to him getting drafted in the first round. Put him in the uh, put him on on the outside. Find yourself a true blue middle linebacker. And yes, I'll and the person that responded to me said that Edmonds McDermott wanted Edmonds to essentially fill like the role of Luke Keekley when the way he did it. <laughs> you know what? Luke Keekley had an amazing career and he retired because of the concussions and everything. You put you put you put a Luke Keekley type player in the middle of this defense with Milano and Edmonds on the outside, that front seven is that much more dangerous. Mm-hmm. It, it's and nothing again and nothing against Levi Wallace, nothing against Dane Jackson, nothing against Taron Johnson. On that defense, we need another. We need a legit number two cornerback, mm-hmm. like the Levi Wallace, Dane, Dane Jackson, Taron Johnson. They're good. They're good, solidified players in that secondary. You need a true blue one, and a in this day and age with the NFL being such a passing league, you need a true one, 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 and kind of a one A type option on the outside. And then on the offense of that ball, they need they need a, a, nothing against what the run game has been with Singletary and Moss and Brita. The Bills they need they need two they need physical punching physical punishing two offensive guards, and they need a game changer running back. You you put you put a. <laughs> You put a Derrick Henry, you put a Christian Caffrey, you put a um, Nick Chubb, you like a game breaker, game breaking running back on this offense, and you get and you get a little bit more physical on the offensive line. You're looking at a team that won't, that can't be stopped offensively. Not with the way, not with what Josh Allen can do, especially with the game, especially when. <laughs> with that game against New England where, and yes, they started with the ball, but it was, it was like Josh Allen's best throws of the game were going into, were like going against the wind. Like they weren't with the wind, they were going against the wind. And it was just, it was like, okay, if this man can do this in 50 mile per hour gusts, okay. Like you need a game changer running back. Um, 
I know, and like I said, this is just me kind of going, <laughs> getting on my soapbox and, <laughs> and ranting, um, just stuff that I've seen and thoughts and, and everything, but like everybody's, yeah, did they, he, did Josh Allen put the team on the, on his back yesterday in the second half? Absolutely. Okay. They, they, they showed fight for the first time in weeks. The Buffalo Bills actually showed some goddamn fight. They, they, they actually showed that they were pissed. They were mad and they, they were starting to play, play like it for the first time in weeks. Now, can they do that? The remaining four game, the next four games, the next four, I think they got four. I think they have like four games, but they have like four or five games left. Um, But it's the thing of if you can, if you can play like you did in the second half against Tampa Bay, the remainder of the season, which is Carolina, New England, Atlanta, and the Jets. Now, I know statistics, they are like the Bills go three and one. They have like a 70, they have like a 74% chance of making the playoffs. The AFC is weak enough to where the Bills could sneak in at 10 and seven and whatnot. No, you take that performance you had in the second half and you use it to motivate you to finish out the season 4-0 and you hit, you start hitting your stride and that because people are, people are making the comparison for the bills this year to the bucks last year, the bucks were at this point, the bucks were seven and five in the season. They ended up getting, they ended up getting uh, into the playoffs as a wild card and they, and they, they got, they ran hot. Fortunately, as much as I would love to see the Bills do that, the Bills do the Bills do not have the pass rush that the Bucks have, and that that was proven in the Super Bowl. Like Patrick Mahomes had a very bad day, like <laughs> his that. Uh, um, but the thing is, is uh, Matthew Bove from Channel Seven here in. Uh, here in Buffalo, WKBW, um, he tweeted he he was an elevator with a lot of Buccaneers media, and essentially it was like the Buccaneers media was like the Bucks are have not played a quarterback like that, won't play another quarterback in the likes of in the likes of Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes unless it's the Super Bowl, mm. and it's just. It, it it pains me that the Bills had such high expectations this season, and they've just been like super inconsistent. Now, if you get if you kind of if the Bills kind of have things certain go their way, um, Josh Allen doesn't get stopped at the one yard line against Tennessee. Uh, they don't. They essentially don't lay a, a a crap game against Jacksonville. Um, they don't give up almost 300 yards to Jonathan Taylor. Like certain things go a different way. Yet we're not having these discussions. It, 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 you're not having the discussions. It's just 
Yeah. Can I just add something here? Yeah. Um, the thing that I, I understand, like there's a lot of memes out there about the refs screwing us over, but we should have never gotten ourselves into that position. Like we should not have been where we were at the half. Oh yeah. No. And I understand it, like there were some questionable, like non-calls by the refs, but at the end of the day, like we should have never been down like 21 points. Yeah. Um, it's I think it was. We're just, uh, I feel like Bill's mafia is trying to find scapegoats here and I get it. Like that's human nature and all that, but yeah, you have so, to look at the team and the coaching. Yeah. Um, just place all the blame on, Oh, the ref screwed us over in that one call. Like I get it, but no, I, I, you know what? I, uh, I saw, I saw something. Oh yeah. Uh, Greg Thompson, uh, yeah. who, uh, Greg cover Love one. Greg. Yeah. Greg's amazing. He's, he's fantastic. We'll have to have him on the show one time. Yeah. It's I, I've been <laughs> Shout being, out to Greg. <laughs> like I was like, I was going to reach out to him when we were like, do when we were doing the show earlier this year and everything yeah. on a regular basis. And then, like I said, life got in the way I was going to reach out to him and see if we could get him on. Um, but he tweeted out people in Bill's Mafia focusing only Josh Allen's amazing second half performance and never acknowledging his first half struggles, then only focusing on McDermott's fourth down decision, fake punt, but not, none of the strategy, time management, and game plan without Trey White is perfect Twitter. Um, he did at then he's at, I was furious about that decision, but also grown up to acknowledge the adjustments and rest of the game plan. I love Josh Allen's incredible grit and toughness, but I get why why we were in that 21 point hole. So much selective memory. And that's that's what it's been. It's it like it's been it's been a it's been a lot of selective memory for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm I'm gonna say this is any within the sports TV, sports sports tv sports radio journalism whatever like at the end of the day we we make we have opinions we have thoughts we have like our our facts based on what we see gameplay choices and everything but at the end of the day we're not in, we're not in the we're not in the we're not in the locker room we're not in the co- we're not in the quarterback room we're not in practice we're not we're not there. So it, it it's the thing of stop trying to be an armchair quarterback so much and having selective memory about things like, yo, the when they lost nine six to the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got beat. Like so embarrassing. Like it doesn't matter. Like it like there was the Jaguar, the the what was it? Um Somebody caught it on the sideline. One of the Jaguars players essentially were, I think it might've been Shaquille Barrett uh, or uh, Shaquille Griffin. Yeah. Shaquille Griffin. He's like, yo, they don't respect us. They, they didn't come to play. Let's get it. And like, that was the thing that Jacksonville game was like, yo, the bills, the bills just, it, it seemed like the bills were thinking, okay, if we put up 14, 21 points, we got this in the bag. And it was no, 
Like it's a thing of, I think, I think the second half of yesterday's game against the Buccaneers was the wake up call this team needed. Listen, I don't know what happened in the locker room. You don't know what was said, what players said, what players did during that halftime. But if you watch the highlights, they came out with a veracity. They came out to play, and it started with Josh Allen. It's the thing of, okay, you know what? Yeah, you guys had a real bad first half. We're down 21. You made a comeback. Josh Allen led the way, led the way, design runs, quarterback scrambles, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's the thing of you now have four weeks against teams that outside of New England against teams that are not good or teams that are reeling. Carolina, Carolina's reeling. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold has didn't pan out. He got hurt. They don't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, they don't really have much. Nothing against Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the, he. Cam Newton's had a hell of a career. Cam Newton needs to hang it up. Yeah. Like if he can still play, yeah, then he's he's a he's a gadget quarterback where you bring him in wild wildcat formation QB design runs because he can still run the ball. He's still a physical. He's still a physically gifted running quarterback. He just can't throw. He he doesn't have he doesn't have the arm ability anymore. And maybe that's from years of getting beat up and beat up and everything. Uh, and that um, Atlanta Atlanta's not Atlanta's not good, but Atlanta's very like Atlanta's very touch and go. And then the Jets the Jets are the Jets. It, it's the thing of. At this point, at this point in time, you're you're not winning the you're not winning the AFC East. Like you're you're not winning the you're not winning the AFC East. Plain and simple. Like accept it. The bill the Bills are not winning the AFC East. Um, I think the old. So they are. Let me see. I think. So the Patriots are nine and four. The Bills are seven and six. So they're 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 two they're two they're two two games behind essentially. Um, for the Bills to get the for the Bills to win the division, the the Patriots would have to lose would have to lose out. And the Patriots have the Colts, the Bills, the Jags, and the Dolphins. Doesn't look well. <laughs> does not look good for them. Like maybe, um, maybe, maybe the, the Colts have, dece- the Colts have seemingly come on a little bit strong. So that, that, that could be a game. Um, at, at the end of the day, the bills can get close maybe within a game, but they're not going to win the division. I, 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 right now the bills focus has to be the, has to be getting one of the wild card spots get at, Get one of the wild card spots and get as high as you possibly can as far as as far as those wild card spots. Because right now, um, right now they're on. Like I said, they're on the outside looking in, and they're in a bit of a dogfight because you have 
the division leaders, um, which is New England, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Baltimore at nine and four and eight and five, respectively. Um, the Chargers are eight and five. And then the Colts, the Bills, the Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos are all at seven and six. And the reason, and because of the loss to Indianapolis, that's why the Bills are looking on the outside looking in right now. But the, but you also um, fall into if you tie, if say, if say the charger the chargers fall off or the colts fall off or whatever like you still have to pay attention to what you're doing because the bills record in the conference is 5 and 5 so um the bengal the bengal's the bengal's still have conference game conference games it it could be if the bills if the bills finish 4 and 0 on the season they're in they'll get in because I don't think they'll get in whether it's the seven seed, six seed, whatever may be the case. Okay. Um, would it help? It's one of the things of this upcoming week, uh, this upcoming week with, with the, with the bill schedule is you, 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 as much as you would like for the Colts to beat new England, you also need New England to beat Indianapolis because of the because of the playoff situation. It, it it's one of them of it's like okay can can like somebody can somebody shock shock it? Um, it's just that that the loss to New England hurt. The loss to New England hurt, and like when the and this was the thing is. When the when the schedule got released, and we saw Tampa Tampa Bay late in the season, I'm like, okay, based on what based on what here, Tampa Bay is going to be one of their losses. Like, I I would I, I I was like, yo, I'd love the, for them to go in and win, but I'm not expecting it that like it was expected to be a loss regardless, most of the way. <laughs> It was just, it was, I, I'm hoping that second half, I'm hoping that second half helps them turn around, but I know you've been dealing with a bunch of stuff, like real life situations. What have you, what have you seen the last couple of weeks? What have you between all like you watching games or yeah, and stuff I, like what like what what's been going on in your mind because like I've I said I've got on my soapbox and just no worries I've just been a not to use a Christmas reference but I've just been a real scrooge about this team because and I really tried at the beginning of this year to not buy into the hype but I I bought into the hype and I am guilty as charged and I tweeted, I think it was yesterday, like, this is me taking off my rose-colored glasses because this team, I, I don't see this team making it to the Super Bowl. I really don't. I don't know how you feel about that. I just don't feel great about it. And, like, watching the Patriots game last week, like, we were just flat-out outcoached. Um, I, I again, like the weather was a factor, but we need to stop, like Greg Thompson was saying, stop like 
having selective memory and like nitpicking things like the overarching theme is like this team is not consistent is not cohesive I don't even know if there's maybe stuff going behind the scenes within the locker room this team is not gelling together and it's so frustrating to watch and also like McDermott and Dable they're not playing gutsy they're they're just playing really conservative and I just I I want to like experience you know the whole Josh Allen experience yeah and we saw that in the second half last night or yeah yesterday and like I want to bring that back but because it was just like a magical feeling from last year like it yeah, was a, absolutely it was, a, it was just a crazy ride also like just the fact did you look at the stats of Mac Jones last week he threw like three passes yeah yeah for 19 he, passes. He, yeah that is so frustrating like we had it was, we were at home like I feel I honestly feel bad for people who paid tickets to like experience that like that's just like torture like you actually spent your hard-earned money going to this game and like that's got to be pure torture not alone the fact that you're sitting in like freezing cold with those weather conditions and then yep. just watching that performance has to be so dispiriting especially for people who are there and it's just I don't know this whole season has just been so I feel deflated like um it's just so frustrating to watch oh absolutely um and I don't feel great about where this is going and hopefully like I hope there's like a miracle and it like just we go for like a wild run and like they surprise me but I just I don't feel I don't feel good about this at all that is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this is I'm gonna say this is the Bills right now they are they're not a Super Bowl team they're they aren't as much as as much as it was oh they're they're they they're people were expecting them to have have a run and and get back to and get to get to the playoffs and win win the AFC East and get to the AFC championship game and and all that yeah yeah um that's great but you know what without Tredavious White um they're not a Super Bowl team. And unfortunately, I think with as you said, it would it would be great to get back to the the Josh Allen experience and everything. And could completely be honest that that's what that was yesterday. Is that second half of that that game, that was that was the Josh Allen experience. Um that was the Josh Allen experience where it was Josh Allen throwing. It was Josh Allen running. It was the ball was in his hands. And what was, what was so frustrating is when they did do the fake punt and it was the handoff to Matt Breida. I'm like, yo, I understand Josh is, Josh is hurt. I understand 
I understand that you don't want to put him out there, put him in harm's way, but the man is essentially putting this team on his back to come back and force and force a game out of this. And you fake a punt to your, your running back and everything. So it's one of the, it's one of these things of, you know what the, I think that the league has caught on to what Sean McDermott does or how he, how he coaches and they've adjusted to it because he's no longer, he, he's no longer, he's no longer a surprise. People know he can coach and they're now countering what he does. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is it's going, it falls down to McDermott and Frazier and Dayball to make adjustments earlier than earlier when they see something's not working, adjust something to make it work. And, uh, and Brandon Bean this off season, he's got a lot to do. He, he, He's got this team's got a lot to do, regardless of however this season ends up. Okay. Regardless of however the season ends up, the front office has things to do. You you need to find a solid number two cornerback. Uh, I'm sorry, Levi Wallace and Levi Wallace ain't it ain't, ain't doing it. Um, because now because now you're getting with the loss of Trey Davis White, this defense your your past defense is getting exposed. Um, you need to find a. I, I don't care, you know what? I don't care if you package them together, but Moss and Singletary ain't it. Um, it, though if you need a, you need to find a game breaker running back and you. And I will say this, Zach Moss does have a little bit more, a little bit more leverage because he does, he, he's a very good pass blocking running back and the Singletary's not. Um, They need to get more physical on the offensive line playing, especially in inside the tackles. You want you want Deion Dawkins, you want Spencer Brown on, on, on the tackles, that's fine. You need to find a you need to get more physical on the inside because they're getting punished on the inside. Uh, and that that New England game proved it. Like New England went out. They spent money on defense on their defensive line. Okay. Brandon Bean went out, spent, spent draft picks on defensive line players the first two two rounds. Gregory Russo has shown plenty of talent in his room. Boogie Basham is nowhere to be found. Nope. At, at this point, it's like, it's like, okay, fine. You took root. Do you know how much talent there was that could have be helped them in that second round still? When like for the most part, Boogie Bat Boogie Basham has not been in the lineup. Like People are people are questioning, going, why did we waste a second round pick on this guy when he can't even crack the lineup? When there was like so much other available talent that could have helped them in that second round, it, it's the thing of, it's just the thing of, they need to do something. They need to do something, and I'm hoping that 
the that the fight that they showed in the second half against the Buccaneers lit a fire under lit a fire under them. Josh Allen being hurt like he was playing through the pain, playing through that lights a fire on there and goes, yo, this is not how we want our season go. And we need to change something. <sighs> finish out the season 4 0. Finish the season 11, 11 and 6. Get the wild card spot and go in because. You know, you, you unfortunately, I'm going to say this is yes, they beat the Chiefs, but they don't have Trinity Swipe now. Can they beat the Chiefs? I don't know. But all the playoff teams right now have weaknesses. Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore is very, Baltimore has been very inconsistent. Uh, the only team right now that I truly fear in the AFC East is New England. And that it's not so much, it's not so much that it's not so much a Mac Jones. It's Bill Belichick. That's, yeah. Bill, that's like, it was like, yo, it was like Bill Belichick was like, yo, okay. I'm going to try to do what I can with what I have this season. I got Cam Newton. I picked up Cam Newton. We lost Tom Brady. We lost Gronkowski. All these players are opting out because of COVID. That's fine. Belichick got all those, all those defensive players back. He got rid of the, he got rid of the, the cancer in the locker room, Stefan Gilmore. He traded Stefan Gilmore. And then Belichick was like, yo, let's go, let's go spend money and get this team back to where I ran, how I did. And granted, yes, um, they spent a shit ton of money on John o. Smith, and John o. Smith really has not been John o. Smith, the what John o. Smith was in Tennessee in New England. Um, Hunter Henry has helped them out huge. It's he's gotten to he's gotten back to patriot patriot football that that game that qb game manager type run the ball physical on the offensive line use your tight ends decent wide receivers when you need them and everything new as much as i hate to say it okay we had a year where new england wasn't new england new england new england's going to be new england again like Face it, it's now, it now falls to the Bills to go, okay, great 2020. Nobody expected it. Everybody made changes. Everybody found a way to stop what we wanted to do. We need to change something. And it, it's the thing of, it, it sucks that Emmanuel Sanders is going to, Emmanuel Sanders is, uh, came out, he's day to day. He's he's going to he's going to miss uh, the game against Carolina. Um, Josh Allen's day to day. Thankfully, it's only a sprain. Uh, it's nothing serious, but it's the thing of Josh Allen's playing on a sprain, pl- playing on a sprained foot. Like 
we're gonna need we're gonna need the run you're gonna need your running backs to you're gonna need your run game to help you're you can't you're we're gonna need the run game to help and not to mention our o-line too which yeah like you're 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 gonna have to get some help um but they do have carolina coming up sunday uh i it yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday nineteenth, one p.m. Um, hopefully, it's uh, it, uh, <laughs> what what some of the people are because uh, I because like I said, I was a care I Carolina Panthers fan. Um, lot mm-hmm. so I do follow a lot of people from that side. Um, they're calling it the Cam Newton revenge game because <laughs> of last because of last year with yeah. uh, Eric. Harrison Phillips hitting him and causing the fumble. Um, they're jokingly call it the jokingly call it the Cam Newton revenge game. All I'm going to say is yes, they pair, they play Carolina on Sunday. It's a game they cannot afford to lose. If they lose, if they lose to Carolina at, at this point, you're uh, you're just going to have to accept that eh, they may not get in. They, they they might they may be sitting home where to be honest bills mafia would did not would have not expected that we bills bills mafia expected afc's championship win get in the playoffs run it get back to the title game hopefully get to the super bowl I, it's one of the things of that's why i'm hoping that whatever whatever mindset that they were in yesterday in that second half against Tampa Bay is the mindset that they're in the rest of the year. And like, yo, let's put, let's put our, our nose to the grind soul, hit the gas. Don't stop. No matter what let's and go after it. So that's just, that's, that's my opinion. That's, that's my opinion. Um, any uh as we're wrapping up here any final thoughts yeah i mean we need to really run off the momentum of the second half of this yesterday's game and um just to add to that the bills are favored by 12 points over carolina <laughs> um so maybe we'll we'll meet those expectations but um yeah i I am just taking this one game at a time because I am not putting all my hopes and dreams into making the Super Bowl this year. I am being such a Grinch this year or this season. So I, I'm, I'm just going to take it one game at a time. Honestly, honestly, for the, for the remainder of the year, that's how you, that's how Bill's fans are going to have to take it. Um, But once, once again, uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe, anchor.com, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, hopefully now that things are a little more less uh, psychotic and crazy in lives, uh, we'll be back on a little bit regular schedule um, maybe. And we'll be doing the show up until pretty much the Super Bowl. Because even if the Bills aren't in it, we'll still cover We can cover the football because – 
you know what? That's what we do. We're we're covering football regardless, bills, bills, bills or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so until then, uh, for Stephanie, I'm Pat G. This has been Across the Bills. Uh, be safe, be kind, be healthy. We will see you on the flip side.